Welcome to Impacting Jamaica, where we shine the spotlight on the many but often ignored positive happenings, activities, projects and investments at every level across every sector to inspire, motivate and excite people everywhere. Impacting Jamaica is powered by the Philip and Christine Gore Family Foundation, the Jamaica Public Service Company, Manpower and Maintenance Services Limited, Red Stripe, Kyramed and Proven Investments Limited. My name is Keisha Hill and welcome to Impacting Jamaica. Rachel Barrett Darcyne was giving back to her community of Petersfield in Westmoreland. In her early years, she grew up with her grandmother who taught her the value of leadership and philanthropy. The Joseph and Vera Douglas Family Foundation was formalized in 2014 to memorialize the legacy of her grandparents. Joining us today on Impact in Jamaica is Mrs. Rachel Barrett Dostiny, founder of the Joseph and Vera Douglas Family Foundation. Mrs. Barrett Dostiny, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. A pleasure to be here. All right. So, what was life like for you growing up in Petersfield, Westmoreland, with your grandmother? Life was wonderful. I have very fond memories of my grandma. We call her Mama Vera or Mama. And um, I have very fond memories. She was the first parent I knew. I had no recollection or knowledge of my biological parents. So she was, in, for all intents and purposes, my mom. Uh, she loved flowers. She um, loved animals. She loved to pray. Um, she had the Bible read, read to her because she could not read. Um, and she, she loved us. I have, so I have really great um, of her. She was a disciplinarian as you know, most Jamaican grandparents are. <laughs> so she was a disciplinarian, um, a, a strict disciplinarian, but I was, uh, I was a pretty good kid. So didn't get in much trouble, but fond memories. All right. Was she originally from Petersfield or was she from another community? Do you know? So um, I believe she was native to the area. Um, so yeah, she was uh, um, or at least native to Westmoreland. A native to Westmoreland, but not necessarily from Petersfield, but that is the name of the community that you grew up in with her. Yes, Petersfield, um, specifically Bassetta Walk, uh, which yes. is within the Petersfield community, yes. What's the name of that Wassetta Walk? <laughs> Bassetta Walk is actually is actually spelled Bastard Cedar Walk, but we say Bassetta Walk. Okay, um, you say it really say. fast, yeah. so that's why I said Bassetta Walk. walk. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so your grandmother was very influential for you. Um, what kind of person was she, and why were you so fond of her? So my both my grandparents were known to be very kind in giving people. My grandfather was murdered many years before I was born and left my grandmother to raise 16 children um, on her own. So all the stories I heard growing up about my grandfather and my grandmother um, back in those days was that they were very kind. My grandfather was a farmer and when he would farm his land, he would give away the crops that he grew in, in a specific order. He would invite the poorest members of the community, single moms, et cetera, to come and get what they wanted or he would bring for them. He would give to church and then he would bring home. 
And I've heard stories from my aunts and uncles um, when they were little, they could not understand why my grandfather would do it in that way, especially since they themselves were poor. And you would think you feed your family first, right? But the spirit of giving and what I call philanthropy ran through the veins of my grandmother and my grandfather. And so I grew up in a family that understood the legacy of giving, understood the legacy of community, and understood that no matter the little that you had, you still can find a way to be a blessing or to give back to someone, whether it be a stranger or what, or someone that you know. So that's a legacy of both my grandparents. And that that's what was instilled in me as small as I was growing up in Jamaica. And that legacy has continued to be a motivation and an inspiration for me uh, and the way that I choose to live my life. All right. So your grandparents were always giving back. And as you said, they gave back even before they gave to their own family. Uh, yes. You mentioned some of the values in terms of giving back, but there are there any other values that she taught you that are still with you today? Yes, um, honesty, you know, to put God first, the importance of family and no matter how distant you may become or what may happen in a family, that family is really important. Hard work. My grandmother was a hard worker. You can only imagine having so many children. And then before I even left Jamaica, she was also helping to raise grandchildren. So hard work. Um, I mean, she was a woman small in stature, but worked so very hard. I think also um, living life joyfully. I don't think I can ever recall a time when my grandmother went any period of time, like really cross or looking mean. She loved to laugh. She loved telling stories. She was just really a pleasant person. And so I think living life joyfully despite the circumstance is really something else that my grandmother um, taught me. And then as I said before, faith. You know, having having faith in God specifically. I know people have faith in, you know, many different, many different things. But for my grandmother, it was definitely faith in God and having a strong foundation of that. All right. So the... The John and Vera Douglas Family Foundation is named in their honor, as we had indicated before. Uh, tell us about the objectives of this organization and what led you to start the foundation? Sure. So I'll start with the, the last question. So the Joseph and Vera Douglas Family Foundation is started in memory of my grandparents, Joseph, my grandfather, Vera, my grandmother. I started the foundation in 2014. I've always been a planner. And ever since I was probably in late elementary school, I had my whole life planned out. I would write things down. And so one of the things I had on my list since I was very young was to give back to Jamaica. I didn't know how, I didn't know when, I didn't know anything. I was like in elementary school, but I knew that, that I wanted to give back to Jamaica in some way. That seed of giving back had been planted many years ago and I felt it was my calling to do so. So in 2014, about four years after I finished my master's degree, I just got up one day and I told my husband, it's time, like, it's time to start doing some work in Jamaica. So I went to visit in 2013 to do a community visit. I had not been back to Jamaica for years. And I went back and the community that I remembered that was so bright and lively and there were flowers and, and just so light was just so dark and dreary 
the poverty that was there, it was just stunning to me. It, it was not the community that I remembered. And so after meeting with community leaders and kind of talking about what the needs were, I walked away with a long list and I came back home. Um, and after talking with my family, uh, starting the organization in 2014, got the board together, we decided to focus on four specific areas and the areas were related to not just my grandmother's legacy, but the legacy of my family in that community because my family is very well known. And the Douglas family is very well known in that particular community. And so we focus on education. My grandparents had um, second and third grade education, were not able to read or write, uh, but they sent their children to school and they were very, 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 um, very um, strict about school and education. Uh, the second thing that we focus on is health and well-being. We know that you know in Jamaica, the health disparities are far and wide. And so um, one of the areas we focus on is health and well-being, and not just physical, but also mental health. That is really important. We also focus on, in that particular area, violence against women, so gender-based violence, violence against women specifically. And we are doing work in that particular area as well. Woman entrepreneurship is the third arm that we focus on and our goal in 2024 is to actually launch a woman entrepreneurship training program in Pittsfield where we teach women how to um, how to start a business with a talent they have it could be cooking farming making jewelry and how to turn it into a business so they can be self-sufficient and then the last fourth not really an arm but the fourth thing that we've really been uh, work we've been doing, and this specifically came out of COVID, is care packages. So over the course of um, over the course of the COVID pandemic, I know we're not out of it, but the beginning part of it, we were able to distribute close to 300 care packages to um, families across Jamaica, and these care packages had food as well as personal care items. And so we definitely want to keep that going. And so um, throughout the year, we do support um, specific families when we get requests. And then twice a year, we have large giveaways where we give away um, between 150 and 200 care packages each round to families, specifically woman-led families that are in need. And so that's really the objectives and the things that we focus on with the organization. And now a word from our sponsors. Searching for a one-stop solution to all your facility's maintenance needs? Visit Manpower Maintenance Services Sales and Distribution Center. We stock a wide range of COVID-19 washroom, cleaning, and other supplies, gardening tools, chemicals, and more. Our experts are always ready to give you the best advice. Manpower Maintenance Services Sales and Distribution Center, 14 Collins Green Avenue, Kingston, Freeport Commercial Center, Montego Bay, and 33 Ward Avenue, Mandeville. Visit or call us today, 876-920-47215. Grace has been part of some special moments over the years, helping to make them, well, more memorable, even when they're a little bit unexpected. And with 100 years of great taste behind us, you can be sure we'll be making even more moments for 100 years to come. Grace, taste that moves you. John John! 
Mwana, manua ya inde. Mwana, when lighter come back. Ano Pinky this time. Akisha. Akisha. Just like me tell Pinky. Give GPS your number and then we'll send your text with them things here. So you can't stop, knock me door. What you mean? DM or call JPS and tell them to add your phone number to your account and you will know everything all the time. You're not for ask. Send your current contact information and always be in the know. Visit jpsco.com for more info. Welcome back to our podcast. All right, so the foundation has really been giving back a lot to the community. And as you said, it's not just in the name of your grandparents, Joseph and Vera Douglas, but by extension, the entire era. All right, yes. um, how is this project being funded? Uh, so we fundraise. We have not gotten a grant to do the work that we're doing, it was really important for our board to learn how to raise money to fund the work that we do. Um, I'm a licensed nonprofit consultant. And so that's one of the things that I know for a fact is that it's really important for us to be able to figure out how to raise money. And so since 2014, we have solely done the work that we have done by raising money um, from individual donors, from businesses, et cetera. Because we are growing, growing so rapidly, though, we are actually looking at grants and we're starting to apply for grants because our work has exploded since COVID. And so we, we do need that additional funding to kind of help us keep up with the demand in work that we've gotten. But we have supported this solely through fundraising. And then I have done some personal investments for my own business because I really believe in the mission um, and what's happening. And so I've also invested money from my business, not really invested, but I've given, I've, I've donated money from my business as well to uh, help us do the work that we're doing. But 95% of our monies have come from generous, kind-hearted individuals and businesses who've given us money to do the work we're doing. All right. So there is a major project that you undertake with the Petersfield Primary and Infant school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. I can see that it's your one of your um exciting projects that you're working on. All right. Yes. Give us some background about that. How it started, how is it being funded, and what's coming up in Jamaica sooner than we think. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I'm so excited about this. You are absolutely right. Um, and so um we are building a playground and a garden, a learning garden at the Petersfield Primary and Infant School. The build is scheduled for November 19th, which is next week, Saturday. Yes, it is upon us. And um, this project is really important to me because I went to that school, my mom went to that school, and my grandma went to that school. So we have three generations of women who have gone to this particular school and in all the time the school has existed, it has never had a playground. And we know how important play is for children, for the development of children, um, just all around physical, mental, social, all those skills that children learn, a lot of it is learned on the playground. And so for anyone who's listening, if you remember back to your childhood days and being at school, and if you had a playground, you can remember from swinging to going down the slides to seesaws, you don't have seesaws anymore game tables, all the things that happened on the playground. And so we're going to gift this school with a brand new playground. And we have volunteers who are coming from the U.S. as well as volunteers from the community 
we were expecting about a hundred folks who are going to come out, children and adults, to kind of help this, help us build this playground. It's going to be a one-day project, so we're going to spend the whole day um, building this playground. And by the time we're done, these kids are going to have a brand spanking new playground. The project was about twenty-five thousand U.S. dollars, and we raised all of that uh, from donations. We didn't get any um, grants to do it. We we network and we ask people and we ask businesses to invest in giving children a safe space to play, invest in the gift of play, invest in giving these beautiful children in this community a gift that will keep on giving because that playground will be around for many, 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 many years to come. And um, the hope is that when these children grow up, if they stay in the community and their kids be, be, um, begin attending that school, that playground will be there for future generations to enjoy. So I am extremely excited. Well, we can hear the excitement. And you mentioned that you've spent, you've raised all US $25,000. Then let's do that in, <laughs> we do that in Jamaican calculation. That's quite a bit of money that's going to that school. And also the volunteers, over a hundred, you said? Yeah, it will probably be about 100. Our count right now is close to 90, and that does not include the children. All right. So it's so just adults. Adults and children are coming down to give the Petersfield Primary and Infant School in Westmoreland a brand new playground. Yes. All right. So <laughs> the excitement is building now. <laughs> is the project going to be completed on that day? Yes. So when we close down and clean up at 4 p.m. or 5 p.m., whichever one it is, on the on next Saturday, the kids will have a playground that is mounted and a new garden. So yes, and they'll be able to start playing on that playground on Monday. All right. So how inspiring is your partnership? Uh, we know the excitement because you can hear it. But how inspiring is your partnership with the students? the families, the teachers, and your fellow sponsors? Um, it is really important. So we've been working with this school since uh, around 2015. We've done a couple of projects um, at the school and we've supported them in other ways. It, it was extremely important to have the buy-in from the school community and also to make sure that this is something that they wanted and something that they needed. And so when we first launched a project, um, we had some of the children from the school actually do videos um, asking, telling us why they needed this playground. Not even why they wanted it, because to me, a playground is, is a definite, definite need. So why they needed a playground. And we had the cutest, most inspiring messages from these children telling us about why they needed the playground. And when they got the playground, how that would help them to be better engaged in school. We also had the principal and teachers, um, we spoke to them as well to find out why that was important for them. So we, we totally have the school buy-in. This is not a project that I decided, oh, I love playgrounds and I'm gonna put a playground there. We definitely had conversations with the school and had their buy-in and they are just as excited, if not more excited than I am to be getting a new playground. Our sponsors have been so generous and so amazing from in-kind donations of um, lunch to water and drinks for the volunteers on the day off 
to donating um, funds to the project. I mean, we've had sponsors with a wide range. Our most generous sponsor um, gave us 5,000 US dollars for this project. And it's a sponsor um, who is not even Jamaican, but her mother was a teacher. And um, it was really important for her to be a part of something that was honoring her mother's legacy in helping children to have a school or a place not only that they can play, but that added to the school day as well and added value to what they were doing. So we've had donors who've been very generous to us. We've had sponsors who've been very generous to us. We have sponsors in Jamaica. We have sponsors in the U.S. And so this has really been a cross-cultural, cross-country, cross-countries um, project, and I'm extremely proud of that. All right, so cross-cultural projects at Petersfield Primary and Infant School. We're speaking with Mrs. Rachel Barrett Dalsine, who grew up with her grandmother, Vera Douglas, in Westmoreland, and she has been giving back to her community. And this year, they have taken on this mammoth of a project where they have raised 25,000 US dollars and close to more than a hundred volunteers, not including children, will be assisting to make this playground a reality here in Jamaica. Uh, Mrs. Barrett Dalsine, thank you so much for joining us on Impact in Jamaica. And thank you so much for giving back to our community and to the country that you know you grew up in when you were a child. Thank you so much for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure to talk with you. Impact in Jamaica is powered by the Philip and Christine Gore Family Foundation, Manpower and Maintenance Services Limited, the Jamaica Public Service Company, Red Stripe, Kyramed, and Proven Investments Limited. If you or anyone you know is involved with projects and activities that excite, motivate, and encourage, send us an email to impactingjamaica at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Do join us again for another in the series on Google Podcast, Audible, Spotify, Podcast Addict, and Stitcher. You can also visit us at impactingjamaica.com.